The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And the Yankees have been eliminated from division contention. Damn, I was still holding out hope. <laughs> right? Still hold on. If we won the 25 in a row, we'd still be in this. And the 98 team started 0-3. Yeah. I always hear about that. There was always a chance. There, there was a, a, a literally a chance. Now, um, I mean... We got, we didn't get shit on. There was like one guy, King of New Media, something like that is his Twitter handle. We've gone back and forth over the years. You know, nice guy. Um, who was just like, of course you guys aren't just excited about the kids. What now? Huh? Where are the kids now? Huh? Huh? The kids are on a fucking fiery school bus going off a bridge. That's where the kids are now. Because they're all fucking injured. Waiting to be admitted to the operating room. That's where the kids yeah. are. Yeah. No, I mean, does anyone know how Jason Dominguez hurt his elbow? No, that hasn't. I don't think that's been publicized. What other organization does that happen in? <laughs> None. Like, there was long- a clip of him throwing, making like a shitty throw from center field that like triple bounced to home plate that I think a lot of the beat writers were tweeting out the video of. I don't know if it was that. Was it that? Did he already have an injured elbow by the time we called him up? Like, how long has he been playing with an injured elbow? He can't put anything past us. does feel like we're, we're almost cursed to a sense. Like, Dominguez, as far as I'm concerned, never – I don't think he ever really had an injury in the minors, anything we know about. And he's – you know, he's around these fucks on the major league team for a week, and he – it's just like it's contagious. Yep. So I saw someone did a breakdown, I forget who, that said that Trevor's story, it took 210 days for him to come back playing shortstop and a little bit of DH. Uh, It took Bryce Harper like 160 days, something like that, 
coming back as just a DH. With those timelines, if he had the surgery like soon, which I don't understand why he's not like with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I was like, what was the recovery time for Kobe Bryant? And I looked at the timeline. He got hurt that night. He had surgery in the morning. Like he got the MRI at the stable center, had surgery first thing in the morning. Yeah. And people defend it like, oh, this is a big deal there. There are people like this takes time to decide. I understand that he's a human being, but this is the only option. Yeah. There's like, what no. Do you <laughs> yeah. There's there is no other option. And like, are they really human beings? They're professional athletes. I don't know. And this is a classic example of we always say, oh, why don't the beat writers ask follow up questions? I saw one of the beat writers tweet, uh, you know, Aaron Boone says no surgery scheduled yet. My follow-up question would be, why and what are you waiting for? We found out this. So we're recording this. It's Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we found this out Sunday, which means the team probably knew Friday or Saturday. Still nothing scheduled. And again, every day that goes by without surgery is one more day that we don't have him in 2024. Very basic math. Yeah. You know, so I saw like with the dates, with those timetables, it was like if he does it like soon, the – Bryce Harper date like count would have him back in like late March. And then otherwise it ends up being like late April. Well, it's going to be at least late April. Cause at this point they're going to take the service time. Cause remember the service time doesn't count after September 1st. So they're going to do, it's like around late April at a minimum. And they're not going to just bring him back as a DH. He's going to be a 21 year old prospect. They're not going to rush him back. I would say like gun to my head, I, assuming they do it soon, I'd say maybe around June 1st. After he goes to probably double A to rehab, I think he's going to I I think he hasn't done enough professionally to just drop back into a major league roster. Forget I even just rehab. Has. I think he has. Well, you have a terrible opinion on pretty much everything. Baseball. <laughs> You're the one that does the podcast with me. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to make myself look stronger. <laughs> no, I, I just think like. He's played one week of Major League Baseball. Yeah. You don't go injured whole offseason, no spring training, and then just do like a one-week rehab. Uh, I two, two, uh, Maybe like two three, two, three weeks. But like, dude, he's clearly the best option in the in center field on this roster. It's not even close. He what, four home he's runs a, in seven games? I mean, so did fucking Harrison Bader. <laughs> What's it like in Cincinnati? He's got spaghetti on his chili now. <laughs> I get that it's almost like being the tallest midget or whatever, but still, I mean, the kid was electric for 10 days. I think, I mean, barring no injury, I think it's safe to assume he would have been in center field on March 30th or whenever yeah. opening day was. So yeah, you want to give him that two, three weeks, but once he's healthy, I'm, I'm putting him out there. And again, they need to sell tickets. They need people there. I don't think this is going to be like a month in double A. I don't think that at all. I don't know. I mean, I just I, I could see it taking some taking some time to get him back up because, again, also, let's say you, you're saying June 1st, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are we in fucking fourth place and June 1st? Right. <laughs> We're talking service time. We're talking assholes like Brian Cashman. And who else is going to be injured by then? Is Judge going to have a strained? Yeah. Is Judge going to have a strained hamstring? Yeah, right. Is, is Nestor yeah, going to have a sore shoulder? Right. So you go down the list and that's the most frustrating part. It's like we couldn't even get out of this season 
and we're already compromised for next year. Like it's fucking demoralizing. Like I think we're at a point where, I mean, you kind of have to start talking about shutting guys down. Yes. Like, Like we're already on thin ice enough. Rodon should not throw another pitch. No, and forget Rodon. Can you imagine if something happened to Cole or Judge that pushed into next year? I mean, what a disaster that would be. I'd almost like – I'd love to see someone just fucking tear an Achilles so at least we could see what happened. I feel like all of our injuries are just like in the shadows. <laughs> like we never know. Like even – like Rizzo got a concussion in front of the – in front of 50,000 people. <laughs> And they were like, nah, we're not going to give you that satisfaction. We'll pretend for a while. Yeah, all of Nestor's, all of Nestor's stuff. Only going to miss one see. start. He's only going to miss one start. <laughs> he missed the he missed whole year. I, yeah, Judge crashing into the wall with the toe was, was really the only one. Do you think, so like the Dominguez thing, I saw a lot of people, and people always try to do this. Well, look at the bright side. And I saw a lot of, well, the spin zone is now we'll sign Bellinger. You don't go and sign somebody to an eight-year contract because – the other guy's going to miss a month, a month. Yeah. Or two. Like that is bad business. Yeah. No it's signing. The, the Yankees should make no big free agent splashes this offseason. Like I'm very anything that's like an eight year contract. Do not do that. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, the Bellinger, because you know what would happen with Bellinger? They'd sign him to an eight year deal. He would have a rough adjustment first year. He'd probably be good in year two or year three. Would he have a rough adjustment? Because my understanding is that he was in the family room a lot. <laughs> right. While O'Neal played. So right. pretty much the same. And in fucking 2027 or whatever, he'll be broken down and we'll be like, oh, we have five more years on this Bellinger deal. That's what happens with every single big contract that we give out, not named Garrett Cole. Yeah, I think we are. I don't think Brian Cashman should have the power to give another big contract out. Like, no. you've got Cole, you've got Rodon, you've got Stanton, you've got Judge. You've got four huge contracts. And then, like, you've got, it's like a medium-large contract of DJ. Like, it's not quite a huge contract, but, like, it's not a small contract. It's a medium. So, like, yeah, you've got those five contracts. And with all that money... What do you need? You just need another thirty million a year for eight years. Yeah, something something like that. It's it's gonna be it's kind of gonna be a disaster from that front. I do. So the one thing the free agent class sucks. Like that's another thing. But if they want to trade for Soto, I would I would endorse that. Like he's the only guy. Otani's not happening, right? We can forget about that. I think the next best free agent is like Matt Chapman. But I would okay a trade for Soto. Yeah, I'd be fine with a trade for Soto, but like you're not gonna trade for Soto and get an extension on him before the season ends. Probably not. Probably not. But even having him, even having him for a year with that, with that lefty bat in Yankee Stadium, maybe he falls in love and stays. Whatever. I, I don't want Brian Cashman really doing anything. But the bottom line is he is going to be here making the decisions and. I do think there's a chance. So you remember after 2013, I think it was 2013 when they went out and they signed like Ellsbury and I think it was Brian McCann and maybe Beltron and they weren't necessarily championship moves, but it felt like Hal was just spending stop the pitchforks like to stop the mob. That would almost be the worst case scenario is like giving a money to B level free agents like that. Yeah, going out and getting Ellsbury and Beltron and McCann. 
and being like, we're going to we're going to get Derek a championship on his way out. Like, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that was. But I mean, this year, it's really just, yeah, it's like Bellinger and Matt Chapman from a position player side. We've already ruled out Otani. And then pitching wise, it's like Blake Snell and Nola. I did see a lot of buzz about Yamamoto, this Japanese ace. Cashman was in the front row. He threw his no hitter. And apparently where? a stud. Where where was this? Where is he this was at? in Japan. Cashman was in Japan. There's a picture of him like Brian giving yeah, giving Yamamoto. Just Google Cashman Yamamoto. Google images, and he's like in the front row giving him a standing ovation. Apparently, we love this guy. Yeah, I mean, I I guess yeah, Cashman's in Japan, which would be cool. And he's got like I think he has a 1.6 in Japan, and I want to say. When we signed Tanaka, one eight one eight six in okay. over seven seasons, like that's a okay. career number. Yeah. Oh, so this year I'm probably right. Probably like a one five or one six. I know when we signed Tanaka, he had a one five for the uh, the Golden Eagles. So okay. I mean that'd be cool, but it's like we need bats, man. I mean, just must be nice to just be in the position to not have to worry about the playoff push and just. Take a trip to Japan. <laughs> and that was actually on the 98. I think that was the day of the 1998 reunion or old timers day. It was this past weekend. Yeah, it was. Cashman it, wasn't there. Good. <laughs> he probably didn't want David Wells to beat him up. <laughs> actually, no, David Wells was. Did you see David Wells was kind of being a, a prick? He was blaming the players. He was like, it's he just was, the players. They got to send yeah. him the AAA, AA like they did in my day. And he also had. A piece of tape over the Nike logo. I saw that. Shut the fuck up, you cock. <laughs> I love David Wells. I have an autographed David Wells perfect game picture on my wall because he was my favorite pitcher before he went to um, uh, the COVID. Toronto? No, no, the COVID uh, uh, like sponsorship <laughs> on the White House lawn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, that infestation. Um, but, like, you're a guest in someone's house. They give you the thing to wear. You fucking wear it. Yeah, and he was also like defending Cashman, but blaming the players. Like it made yeah. it really made no sense. It's like Cashman it's brought in Cashman. the players. It's not Cashman. It's the players. The players just aren't playing. Well, like maybe the guy picked bad players. <laughs> that was weird. And they didn't even they didn't even play a game. I think what was it? A three hour rain delay. Can you imagine buying like buying those old timers day tickets? Because the Yankees, you know, display that as a premium game. You know where they yeah. upcharge it. You go. There's no old timers game, and then there's a three hour rain delay it's been a tough year for the for us fans man it really has yeah but also you know what that's what you get for going to watch a bunch of fucking for buying tickets well in advance hoping to see a bunch of guys in their 50s place in baseball <laughs> you kind of deserve that it's like when people complained about michael sam at the draft kissing his boyfriend that's what you get for watching the draft it's like going to a graduation ceremony where you don't know anyone that's all this way. You went to a retirement home graduation ceremony and your grandpa wasn't there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know that's your line about the about the draft. So you don't think you don't think the Dominguez injury changes anything for the off season. The one thing I think is I think they re-sign Bader for a year or they bring Bader back for one year to play center field. Cause I don't, I don't know, know what else you do. I don't know that. I mean, it takes two to tango. I think I Bader, heard Cashman say that a bunch of times. Like, I think the assumption like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, we put the guy on waivers and he found out on ESPN. He said all the right things on his way out the door. He left the door open to come back. But if we offer him one year and someone offers him three years, which will be out there, he's going to take the three years because also like, yes, you're a New York guy. You want to come back. You want to play for the Yankees. He's gotten the chance to play for the Yankees and not win the World Series. You want to do that again next year? Because that's the special we're running. One year, no World Series. All the frustration you can eat. Well, him and Boone both made that comment about. Oh, maybe it's not my last time wearing the uniform. It reminds me like when they traded Chapman at the deadline and I feel like they had a conversation and then they re-signed him. Like, I feel like they had some sort of conversation about that. They had to have, or they wouldn't have both said it. Right. I think, I think Aaron Boone says that stuff because he's a fucking idiot who lives on false hope. (laughs) And I think Harrison Bader said that because he's from Bronxville and that's what you say. And you want those fans like, if you're going to leave New York and you have to come back to New York, like he's going to eventually retire and live in New York. You're like, his family's all still there. Like he's going to be in that area. So you don't want to leave on the like, yeah, they didn't fucking tell me. I saw, you know, he said like, Hey, I found out on the ticker, but you don't want to leave. You know, he wants to be able to like go to a deli and get a sandwich. It's not going to get spit in, in 10 years. So you say the nice things, but like, I think Harrison Bader has done enough to warrant some multi-year opportunities around baseball. Now, so I don't think like, hey, just like, hey, come in for one year. We're also like we're clearly waiting for this kid to come back who took your job one year. And like once he's healthy, we're going to try to trade you again and maybe end up in Cincinnati again. He'd probably like, ask for a no the, trade clause. Yeah, yeah no. like there's no, there's not much upside. Not for him, but they, they are going to need a body in center yeah. field. Yeah, they're going to need a body. I don't think that that's the body that's going to make itself available. Maybe not, but you can't put Judge out there. That would be asinine, especially because he'll be he'll be 32. I don't know, Pereira. And it's, a, and it's possibly a waste season. Yeah, no, next year could definitely be one of those. I don't know. They call them like transition years or hold years or freeze years, whatever they call it. It could be not 
not a ton going on. I wanted to. So I was thinking about this, too. So obviously we're we're a Yankees podcast. But generally, if you're a Yankee fan, you probably root for for other New York teams. So on on Sunday in about 24 hours, found out that Dominguez had a torn UCL. The Giants lost 150 to nothing against Dallas. And then Aaron Rodgers (laughs) ruptured his Achilles. This is in 24 hours. So I was thinking, is, is that was that like the worst 24 hour period in New York sports history as a whole. It, it might be, right? I mean, we're all happening on 9-11, too. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, to a certain extent, there is a, like, I don't know if you have a 9-11 truth or run the American flag out on 9-11. How is he not supposed to tear his Achilles? I did you know, see that quote, yeah, where he like, had, it was like, he asked Deshaun Kaiser about it and, like, the irony of him running out with the flag. Wait, What? So, yeah. So like Rogers, apparently there's, I guess, one of the backup QBs for the for the Jets. Look about how the bad the Yankees are. We're talking about about football. But I guess when Rogers was in Green Bay, they brought in this backup quarterback to Sean Kaiser. And the first thing that Rogers asked Kaiser was, do you think 9-11 is real? And Kaiser oh. was like, yeah. And Rogers was like, you should read up on that, bro, or, or something. And yeah, then yeah, the yeah. irony of Rogers then doing the whole charade on Monday night. Yeah, Rogers is that fucking annoying friend who's just like everything. You gotta question everything. Yes, yes, I hate like, that. It's just like yeah, that. like question if you you know if everything's an emergency, nothing's an emergency. Um, you know, here's a crazy idea for center field for next year. Esteban Florial hit 284 in AAA this year. He hit 28 home runs. He hit He's 28 been, bombs. He hit 28 bombs. Really. And like, They've called him up 79 RBIs, um, stole 25 bases, walked 66 times. Like, I'd like to see a little more. Like, he has a 945 OPS in A. Yeah, you said that I had dumb opinions. This is a dumb opinion because the Yankees have shown through all of their actions that they don't believe in this guy one iota. Put him on waivers. They've never given him a chance. I I actually agree with you. I he's just under not control. Realistic. He's not a free agent till 2029. They've been out of contention for what six weeks, and that he got caught up today. They don't yeah. believe in this guy, man. They just don't. I know they don't. But like, if we're talking about just like patching together a team, like he's I don't know what they don't see in him that. It, like isn't in the stat where they see that like the stats aren't showing that we're all missing. But like, if that's the case, then I don't like shoot him, throw him in the Hudson river. No, I, I'm I, actually with you on this. Yeah. Like it could, I just think in terms of, you don't want to get into a multi-year contract with uh, like a huge contract, like a Bellinger. I don't think you want to send sign Bader for like three years. If you get Bader for three years at like a good like rate and then he eventually transitions to be a, a left fielder and then your outfield is Bader Dominguez judge. Like, yeah, that's not, that's not terrible, but you can start off with like Florial as that outfielder. If you ever book a surgery for this kid. Yeah, that that's really pissing me off. And again, it's the follow up question. Why hasn't surgery been built, but it's almost the opposite. So like remember with Donaldson, they'd be like, we're seeing things behind the scenes that you're not seeing. I feel like it's the reverse. Like you said, with Florio, like they're seeing bad stuff that we're not seeing. So what what is that? And I actually so his the most at bats he's ever gotten in one season is 31. That was in 2022. So in 2020, he got three at bats. 2021, he got 20 at bats. 
And then last year he got 31 at bats. He's sitting on zero right now. I think obviously he'll get it. Yeah. So so it's like, I'd like to clearly for whatever reason, they're seeing something that we're not. And they're probably wrong because they're wrong about (laughs) most things recently. Yeah. I just think like there is instead of going out and signing another bad contract to try to like bridge a gap. If you have like, because eventually something you develop has to hit. Yes. Besides judge. Unless it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But if you're if you're talking about if you're like, all right, the kid's going to be back in June. If they feel that, then, yeah, that's the move. That's what you do. You run Florio out there. You hope and he's back. a lefty. And that's that's why I don't understand it. If he was a righty, I could kind of but like we are starving for lefty bats, starving yeah. for them. And he is one. And I think a combination of Perea, him, Judge, and then maybe you do go get, like, uh, another outfielder. I'd be fine with Bader on, like, a two. I I just don't think you can get Harrison Bader for one year. I get that. I I get that. Although his offensive numbers are are very pedestrian. Like, this is a guy whose OBP is under 300. This is a guy that hits 240. He might have a shot. I mean, he, but he also is like plus defense. He's yeah. been stinking in Cincinnati. He's only hitting 167. Um, but, you know, he has plus defense. And depending on like how much he's asking for, because what do you make this year? Make it in $5.2 million this year. So, you know, if someone offer, if the Yankees offer him, what do you offer him for a one year deal? See, I thought he would have been a perfect qualifying offer guy. I think that it might have been a little high. I think the qualifying offer is around $17 million, But then if he rejects that, you get a first-round pick. I thought he would have been a classic guy to offer the no, – Dude, you offer a kid from Bronxville $17 million for one year. He takes that 100% of the time. And that, and I can live with that. For I would overpay a little bit for, for one year. But besides the point – I, mean, I think you'd be paying double if you're paying him $17 million. What do you think, 10 I think Harrison Bader with the numbers he's put up, I think somebody can get him for like three years, 21 million. Okay. And you're, and you think he'd rather take that than 13 million for one year with us, with a team that he loves and that he grew up with and all that to not win the world series. And you know, you're going to be uprooted. You know, you might be traded. You have to go through. You're in a weak free agent class now. It's only going to get better. Like this is where you get the three-year deal yeah. to make sure that you're set up for a few years because there's not a ton of competition out there. This is this is the weakest. This is the weakest class in a while. I mean, I feel like we've had every good shortstop hit free agency in the past two or three years, and there's none left. But speaking and of shortstop, and this year, and this year, yeah. IKF is going to hit the market, and Florio's I know you want bat- him back. What do you want Florio- for him? <laughs> Florio's batting first, playing center field tonight. Okay. That's trolling. That's classic. They always do this. We've been begging to see a guy. They don't, and then boom. Oh my the god! This lineup is. It'll make you want to puke. Hold read it. On. Read it to me. It is. It's fucking. Florial playing center. Judge DHing. Glaber at second. Wells batting cleanup with his Oof. 095 batting average. Uh, IKF. Batting fifth, oh, playing, third, playing third base. Jake Bowers at first. <laughs> Oswald Peraza playing shortstop, batting seventh. 
Oswaldo Cabrera playing right field. Need oh. a, a lot of Oswald, Oswalds out there. And then Perea is playing left field. Yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not going to watch this game. Judge is batting 258. Glaber 269. IKF 241. Um, Bowers <laughs> is 202. Cabrera is 207. And like that, we are it now. It's only lower than that. This is a bad fucking lineup. I never need to see Cabrera hit again. Like he is, I've seen him and Higgy. I just, I never need to see them getting swings again. Oswaldo Cabrera, every single at bat is either a pop-up or he beats the ball into the ground at second base and grounds out. Like enough, enough. The kid cannot hit. Um, You know, the, the craziest thing to me every time we play the Red Sox, Rob Refschneider still in the fucking league. Like he is a cockroach and like they already signed him. They he signed an extension, a one year extension, like in the middle of the season. Really? Like they're, yeah. The Red Sox were so worried about losing Rob Refschneider uh, that like they signed him early for next year. I remember being a senior in college, like 2013, 2014, and, and the Yankees were sucking and hearing, but like Rob Ref Snyder, we have this stud prospect that's going to, you know, take us to the promised land. And he turned into this quad A, you know, infield outfielder. Dude, I mean, he's got 81 games this year, 57 last year, 51 the year before that. Yeah, like he's been bouncing around playing. Crazy crazy he's still in the league every time i see him i'm like really the same guy he's hanging around he's hanging around I, it was cool to see verdugo ground into the double play uh to end it even though holmes classic clay holmes in this first game um this first game here on tuesday has to load the bases and again i know i said this last week definitely need to see a different closer next year i know you said no no huge moves but like you know maybe go find a reliever that can just be our normal closer in a, you know two years, twenty million. Yeah, two but like, years, who's, thirty million. Who's available? I haven't looked at the list, but there's always there's always bullpen arms out there. Always that they're like always out there. Yeah, but I mean, you're kind of like you're putting a price tag that you'd be willing to pay for the position, and you don't even have like who's the guy. I have who's not the guy, and it's Clay Holmes. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's I know what I'm that. saying. I mean, we've got. Liam Hendricks is going to be available. Well, there's a club option for 15 million Pass. that the White Sox have. Um, Josh Hader, Will Smith, Kimbrell, Dave Robertson, Trevor May, Daniel Hudson, but he's got a club option. I mean, if you are going to look to make a like a splash, I think it is like you go after a Hader. Yeah, the only issue with it with the hater thing is like, are we? I, I don't know. Are we a contender? Are we? Are we not a contender? Like, generally, closer is the last is the last piece you add, right? It's like the cherry on top, the finishing touch. If we're gonna be a 500 team, does it make sense to go out to go out and splurge? Well, you might as well just throw fucking Holmes out there. It'd be a 400 team. <laughs> <laughs> he brings him out. I would say like Luizaga. But he clearly cannot stay healthy. He's, for a he's injured. Yeah, always. Like, yeah, he's injured again. And it's tough, too. Like with these, these are just guys who are marked as closers on sport uh, spot track. 
Um, they are all old too. Like Hater is, he'll be 30 soon, but all the rest of them are like 38, 34, 35. So like, it makes it tough. Like it is just like, it is a bad free agent class. Yeah. Will Smith is yeah 34. He's got a whip under one, three, seven. Eh. Definitely have no interest in Kimbrel. He just pisses me off and I've always hated him. His demeanor, the way he looks, his wind up. I, I just can't stand Kimber. I guess because he was a Red Sox. Yeah. One no part. Yeah. It's hard to like come up with a direction for this team because we have we have a mix of young kids that could be studs, and then we have a mix of stars that are under contract for a while, like Judge and Cole. We have some shitty players that are under contract for a lot of control. Like it's hard to come up with a definitive direction. Yeah, and you do have to like I don't know. One of the things that you have to think about when you talk about a guy like Dominguez and like him coming back and like, well, where's he playing? Whatever. His numbers are better than Stanton. Are you going to let Stanton's bad contract negatively impact your top prospect? I don't know. I told you. I just I said in the beginning, I think he'd be the bet. My choice to come back to center field as, as soon as he's healthy. Giancarlo Stanton is completely completely washed. And, and I know we keep having the conversation with the Dodgers, with the Dodgers take on money. He, he got a little bit better under Sean Casey. And I guess DJ did too. I wouldn't let Stanton stay in the way of anybody. Yeah. So I, it, you know, it's a lot of tough conversations, a lot of like, you know, tough decisions that have to be made. I'm glad I'm not making them, but I also think that Brian Cashman shouldn't be making them either. Uh, not at all. It's just it's just like with cash. It, it's just it's it's almost not worth talking about because, you know, he's going to be back. The only silver lining that you could maybe convince yourself to have a decent winner is, all right, you have Cole. If Rodon bounces back to his all star form, if Nestor's healthy, if they sign this Yamamoto there again, I know it's not likely you're shaking your head, but there is at least a puncher's chance at a somewhat dominant rotation if everything broke perfectly. If everybody plays better than they have played, they'll be better. Yamamoto would be that'd be a pretty big, you know, that'd be a pretty big hit. That'd be a pretty big signing. Would it be really big or would we in mid-June find out he's got to skip a start cuz he's used to only starting once a week? It's possible, but Tanaka adjusted well for the most Did part. Did he? Did Tanaka he adjust? Was, well? Tanaka was productive for us. He was solid overall. Don't come on, man. I, I know I, things are bad. I know we're in a bad mood, but Tanaka was uh, was overall was good. Masahiro Tanaka. We spent his entire time with the Yankees thinking his arm was going to fall off like on any given moment. And he had yeah. like, yeah, he came in. He had a two seven seven ERA, right? Then a two five one. Like at the end, he had a two five six in 2020. Very short season. 2019, 445 ERA. 2019 was bad, but he was three seven. All right, so three seven, three, seven four five. overall. Yeah, and a lot of that is brought down by like early in his career, like once he got and now. So you know, it's always just a concern. Like I like Otani. If Otani just came here to pitch, he's doing. He's a very good pitcher, right? But it's the combination of the two or like the bat is really what sets people off. Otherwise, he'd be a middle of the rotation 
guy because he's now on his second Tommy John surgery. So, you know, we really haven't had a Japanese player make that jump and have like a lengthy career as a pitcher. You Darvish has been, I feel like he's been around a while and been pretty solid. Uh, but you're right about it is an adjustment going from like, oh, I, I'm in Japan and I only pitch on Saturday. And I'm also going, not playing the best players because yeah, no one yeah. is here being like, man, if I just get to free agency, I can get to Japan. <laughs> Kodai Senga for the Mets has a 3.07 made the all-star team. It can and work. How many years has he been here? This is his first year. Okay. So. And we'll okay. see. But so, there are some success stories. You Darvish is a success story. You wouldn't be excited if they signed Yamamoto? I think you would. I would. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't. I'm so jaded on everything. I know. I can tell, man. <laughs> I can tell. Because it just, I, I mean, because we've got to, the kid comes up, he hits four home runs and mystery injury out for the year. I know, I know. That was so it was so deflated. It, it really felt like everything, everything that could go wrong this season went wrong. A- everything except Cole getting injured. Like when you think about what what could result in disaster, all of those things happened except for except nothing happened to Cole. That's the only thing that went. Yeah. Wrong and he's, he's probably still got three more chances to do that. <laughs> it is. And that like the thing you brought up with the guy that was saying, like, why can't you be excited? So much shit has gone wrong. That it just got to a point where it's impossible to be. It's impossible to be excited when you're whatever, eight games out of the wild card on September 13th. Yeah. Like, it's, there. there's, like, I'm not excited for next year. I'm not excited for the year after that. I have never in September been excited for the next year. Just not the way I'm built. I get that. There's some burnout. I think there's some burnout involved. We're We're tired. The yeah. weird thing for me is like watching games and it's like, oh, I miss Yankee Stadium and I'm not going to get to go. Like, oh, I can't go till March. But then it's like, I don't I'm not going to make the effort to go. They're so bad. Like, that's what's depressing for me. It's like I could go. We have the means and the location that we, we yeah. could go. But it's like they're so bad that it's tough. I was th- I was thinking about it today because um, I saw my like Bronx pinstripes NYC hat that Scott gave me at the ALCS last year. And I was thinking, like, I went to that game with Chris Long. We got destroyed. But going into that game was, like, the last time I was, like, excited going into a Yankee game. Because I didn't go to opening day this year. By the time I got to a game, like, things were bad. Yeah, wow. That's, God, that is depressing. I remember that drive home. I think it was, I think your wife, uh, Emily DD, right? And it was me, you. And that was a depressing <laughs> God, I think we yeah. left early. We left a playoff game early, which I've never done. Yeah, because it was just like, we might as well get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was tough. Yeah, I mean, you you did. I think you went you went two and oh this year for your uh, your two games. So you got that. I did. You got that I, did. For you. I did. Yeah. And can you believe I, I've only been to two games this year? It's insane. It is. They didn't really give you an option. The other, You know, when you hear like, oh, the players are just kind of mailing it in and just kind of like cashing checks until the season ends, like when they get eliminated or making business decisions. That's almost like, I'm like, man, we got four more of these podcasts to do. It's like, what are we going to, like this team is giving us nothing to talk about. Yeah, no, I um, was actually thinking that 
earlier today. It's unfortunate and we appreciate everyone listening, but there was a bit of like, how many more fucking times do I have to do this? And like, I've got it at, we got to do it next Monday. We've got the 25th and we'll wrap up the season on the second. So we've only got three more of these. Three more. We should do something. We should do something a little different for the last one. We can like text about that. Kill ourselves. (laughs) We should do a fucking podcast suicide. Who do you want to, who do you think they should shut down? Like, I think Clark Schmidt would be an obvious one. Yeah, he's thrown, like, more innings than he ever has. Um, You know, I, it kind of is, like, I know he wouldn't let you do it, but, like, I'd like to shut Cole down. After, like, after, like, one more start, be like, yeah, this is, I got the fucking award. Can you? I don't even want to say it, but could you imagine if like the unthinkable happened on September 24th? It's like Cole exits with shoulder tightness. It's like, can you imagine? Like we like we joke around. You may legitimately hurt yourself if that happened. <laughs> you would at least experiment with cutting. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see the Google my Google searches at that at that point. Yeah, now, that would be bad. It is fuck. It is depressing where it's like, and I think I tweeted this like th- this year ruining this year wasn't enough. Like we're we're already compromised for that. It reminds me of they lost when they lost in the ALDS to the Red Sox, and it was like this heartbreaking playoff exit. We got stopped by a rival, and two days later, they're like, oh, and DD needs Tommy John, and it's just like, yeah. oh, when you get kicked in the balls and then need in the face, like that's that's how this felt. Yeah, no, that's exactly how it felt. What we need is. Castillo, Luis Castillo, to have like a really bad start. Like two starts ago, he gave up five runs in five innings to the Mets. And like we need that again. Um, we need something like that to really widen the gap between Cole and then like shut Cole down after like one more start. Yeah, I'm checking the I'm checking the odds. I, I saw the last time I checked his odds were Cole's like roof. minus oh two fifty. Dude, he's minus seventeen hundred. Where? Uh, FanDuel and Luis Castillo's oh. plus ten thousand. I think this is over, man. Oh, plus- I'm looking. Oh, I didn't realize. I'm looking at odds as of September fifth. So yeah, so that's changed since. This then. is over. Yeah. If you bet, if you if you risk seventeen hundred dollars for Cole to win, you'll win a hundred. So don't don't make that bet. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> Again, if I bet on it, I'd get in a car accident. And Castillo would throw three no hitters the rest of the season. Our boy Sonny Gray is in uh, has the third best odds, plus five thousand. Hell yeah! Oh, this is this is tough. Well, we got a couple more against the Red Sox. You're not going to Pittsburgh, unfortunately. That was fun for like two or three days. Yeah, there was like a serious like. All right, I gotta like I gotta look at getting to Pittsburgh. (laughs) <laughs> like to a certain extent, like I told him because my wife listens to the podcast, but I was just like, they'd rattled off like three in a row. And I was like, damn, I might have to go to Pittsburgh. And I was like, for work? It's like, no, didn't you listen to the podcast? She was like, yeah, but like I tune out by the end. And I was just like, yeah, no, like I said, if they win all the games, I'll go to Pittsburgh on the 15th. And she was like, all right, have fun with that. I turned on like WFAN after like they won three or four in a row just to like see what the check the temperature of what people were saying. There were a decent amount of people that had gotten sucked back in after winning three in a row, three in a row against the Tigers. For a very fleeting. Yeah. 
There was, I think, you know, I I put it in all of our um, heads that, like, maybe they'll win 25 games in a row. I don't know. I don't know. I, this um, is brutal. Yeah. I mean, I think we're uh, we're done here for this episode. Yeah. Because, I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Sorry, we're a day late on the podcast. I, uh, you know, I also, I'm, I coach four and under soccer now on Monday. Oh, are you utilizing load management at all? Are you taking a page out of the yeah, I just, playbook? I, I just, every chance I get, I just tell any other adult involved. I'm just like, yes, yeah, so we're going to focus on headers a lot just to like get them like fucking freaked out a little bit. I'm only an assistant coach. Okay. Are you gunning for that? Are you gunning for that top spot? Is there, you looking to work your way up? No, no, not at all. I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking to bolster my resume for a possible political run next year. Okay. So right. like, yep. Did soccer. I am going to do T-ball. Like I'm going to coach T-ball. I know what to do there. Soccer. I just like, I don't know. Yeah. Nor care. But, and it's like, it's four year olds. So they're not going to be good. And I don't care about them getting better. Whereas like in T-ball, they're not going to be good, but I, I'd like to see them get better. I'm not looking for people to be better at soccer. No, yeah. Soccer's barely even a sport. So is yeah. T-ball this spring for uh, Joey? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to figure out like when registration is. But, yeah, I'll probably sign up and, and try to do that because like I already have – now I, I did like the background check and like the coaching certification and like the concussion certification. Like I've done all the paperwork I had to do to be a uh, like really. There's yeah, you all that. Yeah, you don't just get. It's not like when we were kids where you're just like I don't know. I'm a dad who gets out of work at four o'clock <laughs> yeah, and that's what it was. I'm gonna like that's. I remember that's what it was. It was just like who can get out of work early? Great, now you're the coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you need to smoke a cigarette, just do it behind the shed where we keep the brown bag, like that burlap sack that just yeah. the baseball equipment in it. Like it was a very different time. Like I was looking to sign her up for soccer and I was trying to go to the coach. Like I was going to volunteer a coach before they like solicited looking for coaches. And I um, went to like, the, you know, the drop down coaches and it's all talking about travel. Because like travel soccer is big, and it, I thought I was just filling out the right questionnaire. It was like, what is your semi-pro experience level? And it was like, what? I'm talking about four-year-olds, and I realized I was in the wrong place. So I think it does get like more competitive because there's just money to be made. Like the soccer organization here, like pays some other place to send like college and high school kids to come and like run the practices, like to actually wow. teach the kids. Yeah. I feel like youth sports is probably just out of control. At this but point. it's still like at this level, the it's a hundred dollars. It's still a okay, hundred dollars, which good, is good. good. Like, good. give me my seven, eight games for a hundred dollars, a t-shirt, a pair of socks, the trophy at the end. I, I maybe who knows? I mean, everyone gets a trophy nowadays, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. You've said the concussion thing. Like, I don't think half of my little league coaches even like went to graduated high school. <laughs> I don't think concussions existed then. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, we're talking about a time when it was like, oh, is something wrong? Drink Gatorade. It's got electrolytes. Right. And it was just like, no one knew that that's just salt. 
It's just like, yeah, no, that's it's got electrolytes in it. So be careful you don't turn into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It could be the same thing. Could be the ooze. So, yeah, so there's not going to be a parade. Uh, unless maybe we win every game the rest of the season and then we sneak in the wild card spot. Oh, this team sucks. This team sucks. I would have gone to Pittsburgh. You would have. I believe you. I would have done it. I, I was already thinking of like people who I could try to get to come with me. You wouldn't have said it if you if you wouldn't have gone. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking I was like, yeah, all right. Like, you know, it'll kind of be a day of decision because like they got to win every game leading up to it. So they'd have to win on Thursday. Oh, right. Can Nick like get a day off? Then I was thinking about like Dave. I was like, he's a teacher, though. So now he's back at work. Like, who could I get to like sit in the car with me? I'd probably just listen to fucking wrestling podcasts and drive seven hours by myself. <laughs> That's an image. It'd be fucking sick, dude. Just old episodes of Bruce Pritchard. Um, yeah, so you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. I, who knows what the fuck we're posting anymore? Um, yeah, this team sucks. No parades. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.